Hello, my name is Nigel. Um, I'm part of the leadership team at Gateway Church and just want to say thank you for joining me today for part four of our preaching series entitled Restless. Really, we're seeking to answer the question, how in our day is it that we find the peace and the rest that Jesus offers? So last week, Al um, unpacked Mark chapter one for us on the basis that the Christian life fundamentally is about adopting Jesus's way of life, about, if you like, apprenticing under him. We're now into the second half of the series, and we want to look at four areas more closely where we can, hopefully more closely in our lives, adopt the, the Jesus's way of life. Four practices, if you like, for unhurrying and bringing rest to our souls. Today, we're going to look at the subject of solitude and silence. And if you think that sounds a bit serious and heavy, well, bear with me for a minute. We're not all suddenly going to become monks or anything like that. Um, today, I'm going to base myself, as Al did last week, in Mark 1. Um, I'm not going to read it all. I'll just refer to individual uh, verses in it. So if you want to pause and read Mark 1 now, uh, that's great. Otherwise, you might want to go back and read it at the end. Jesus says, come to me. That really is the essence of my message today, and I believe it's the call to us. And particularly at this moment in time that we find ourselves is in that this is the invitation that Jesus would make to us. Jesus wants his people, he wants you and me to come to him. Come, follow me, he says to Simon and Andrew in verse 17 of Mark 1. The first priority of Jesus's call to his disciples is summarized for us in chapter three of Mark, uh, when Jesus has called all 12 of them. And it says this, he appointed 12 that they might be with him. We love to make things more complicated, don't we? But the heart of Jesus's way hasn't changed. It's about being with him, the one who made us, the one who knows us inside out, the one who loves us more than we could imagine. He wants us to be with him. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. It's the message that echoes all through the Bible. Come, all you who are thirsty, says the prophet Isaiah in chapter 55. And that's written to the people of God, don't forget, not to anybody else. They were in exile, and maybe that is a little bit like our lockdown. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. I believe that he's reminding us of the basics again in these days. And we need to be careful that we don't miss this moment. Come and be with Jesus. It was the invitation to Martha in week one of this series to enjoy his presence, to rest in his company, not somehow to escape from our responsibilities and our circumstances, but to stop long enough to be with him. There are all sorts of things that will hold us back from coming and being with Jesus. For Martha, it was the busyness um, of serving, actually quite good things. What is it for you and for me? Maybe right now it's the busyness of juggling all your responsibilities involved in making life work. Maybe it's the stress of relationships or the lack of them right now. Maybe it's because 
You don't really know how to come to him when all the familiar structure of church life has been removed. Maybe in reality, it's a a lack of desire that actually there are many other things which seem more interesting and more attractive, which are getting your attention right now. For me, uh, last week, once I stopped long enough for Jesus to speak to me, I felt like he said, now, look, I want you just to stop for a minute. Let's simplify all this. So I'm trying to work out how all this is going to pan out and what's going to change as a result. Stop trying to be in control and to get to grips with it, what, what's going on. Stop trying to plan ahead and get everything sorted out in your head and figure out how things might work for you. I've got the plan. It's safe with me, he says. You, you won't miss out or fall flat on your face, but I'll lead you. It's time for you to learn to trust me and obey me. And here's the key thing, it's one day at a time. Come, come to Jesus, that's the message. Oh, we know that's the message to the world, but here's the thing, do you know what? First of all, and I believe that's the priority for now, this is the message to his church. It's Jesus' message to us, come to me. Verse 35 of Mark 1 says this, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house and went out to a solitary place where he prayed. He had to be alone with his father. I guess it's obvious really, isn't it? That for any relationship that's that's valuable, it takes time, it takes investment, it takes attention. And if this was necessary for Jesus with his father, how much more for us with him? Interestingly, the more busy, the more famous that Jesus became, the more he withdrew to be with his father. It happens again and again. Luke 5.16 says this, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. This is the Jesus way. He needed to be with his father. We need to be with him. Truth is, we live in a very noisy, distracting, attention-grabbing culture. And there often isn't much space left in our personal worlds, is there? So if we're going to do the thing that is right at the heart of the Jesus way of life, then we're going to have to be deliberate about making space and time, about finding moments alone with him, about finding ways to quieten down the noise which invades and fills our worlds. So what happens as we begin to make space to be with Jesus? Well, first... We're honest about where we're at. We find a way of shutting down some of the external noises for a bit. Putting the phone down, switching it to silent, switching off the TV maybe. Finding a quiet place in the house, going out for a walk. And then, of course, there's the internal noises. What John Mark Comer describes as the running commentary in our heads on everything. Replaying things that have happened, worrying about things yet to happen fantasies, what ifs, and so on. And if we're honest, some of it is pretty messy. But that's where we start when it comes to being alone with God. This is not about everything being sanitized. You just have to look at the Psalms to know that. Remember Psalm 62 verse 8, the psalmist says, pour out your hearts to God. Interesting, isn't it, with all that's going on at the moment that I don't know about you, but I'm finding that it kind of brings into sharper focus some of my weaknesses. 
Uh, the current constraints seem to have the effect of bringing to the surface some of the areas that we struggle with. It's like purifying a metal. When, when you turn up the heat and, and, and it brings to the surface the impurities. Uh, or is that just me? So being honest with Jesus, I find this takes a bit of time. I go off regularly for a long walk in a quiet enough place where it doesn't matter if I talk out loud. Not so easy right now, of course. Everywhere seems really busy. You don't have to do that, but you need to find what works for you. The great need that each one of us has is to create an environment where we can give God attention and where we can connect with him. Another psalm, Psalm 46, says this, Be still and know that I am God. Be still long enough to let God's perspective invade your world. Back in the earlier part of Mark 1, when Jesus is sent into the Spirit by, uh, sent into the wilderness by the Spirit, you know, I love the fact that the Spirit sends Jesus with this uh, declaration from the Father. You are my son whom I love. With you I'm well pleased. This is beautiful. This is where the whole thing starts. Jesus hasn't even done anything yet. And yet God says, you're my son. I love you. I'm really pleased with you. And we need to take time to hear God say that to us and to let it sink in. This is from The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Our failures slowly lose their power over us, as do our successes. We get out from under the tyranny of other people's opinions of us. Their disapproval or approval of us, free just to be us, the mixed bag we are, nothing more than children with our father, adopted into love, free to be in process yet to arrive, and that's okay. In silence and solitude, our souls finally come home. Interesting also that Mark mentions when he's talking about Jesus being sent into the wilderness, he mentions the wild animals and the angels. So I think there's this sense that we begin to be aware of creation, of the bigger perspective of who God is and what he does. We're aware of the supernatural realm, the fact that the things that fill our attention so often are not necessarily as big and as significant as we might think. That God is still on the throne and that he still loves us. What else begins to happen? Well, Jesus also begins to speak to us as we make space to set the agenda, maybe to change our priorities. Look at verse 38 of Mark 1, when Jesus comes back from spending time with his father and everyone is clamoring for his attention, Jesus replies, no, we're going to go, some let's go somewhere else, he says to the disciples. You know, there just isn't time in life to do all the apparently worthwhile and valuable things. We need to know Jesus's priorities. We need his wisdom in our circumstances. We need his voice saying, this way, not that one. This individual, that priority. So what does all this mean for us? We need to find space to be with Jesus, to come away with him. I, I'm not going to tell you exactly how much or how it's going to work for you, but we weren't designed to do life any other way. 
And we have a moment, I believe, with all that's happening around us, as things are changing, as things are being reset, and, and everyone is saying things can't ba go back to how they were before. Well, if nothing else changes, may this change. May we make the space and the time to be with Jesus. I believe it's significant in this moment that the appetite for prayer amongst God's people has risen. And it's just been so exciting over the last couple of weeks to see people gathering every morning to pray in a way that, that hasn't happened before. And well done to Graham for kicking all of that off. You know, the church can serve and love and care, and we must do all of those things. But what our nation needs, what the nations of the world need most from us right now, is that God has a people who have been with Jesus. We need to understand that this is not about trying harder. This is not another burden to add to our already bulging to-do lists. Something to squeeze in between Joe Wicks and Netflix. My goodness, that, there could be a poem in there. Well, that, leave, leave that for another moment. It's not something that we have to feel guilty about if we don't manage. But it is the Jesus way. It is the way to imitate him. It is the way to be yoked to him and to find the rest that he offers. And it must start to change our priorities. Taking time, making space to be with Jesus, this is going to go against the grain of our culture. So we're talking about breaking patterns and habits that are around us and maybe have affected us for years. So we're going to need the help of the Holy Spirit to enable us to change things. And it is a discipline which simply means that we start small. We start where we're at. We work out what works for us. We don't worry about what anybody else is doing. You know, for you, it might be one minute with Jesus at the start of the day and at the end of the day. For somebody else, it will be something completely different. But we choose to practice and to develop a habit. And we keep going even when we trip up. I love Dallas Willard's description of a spiritual discipline. He says that it's something which enables us to live more and more in a power that is, strictly speaking, beyond us, deriving from the spiritual realm itself. Sounds good, don't you think? So, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9, let's go into training. This week, I got my 5K run under 27 minutes for the first time, which I was very pleased with. And I know for some of you, like my son, that won't seem impressive at all. That's pretty slow. But so what? We're all starting at different points. And that's the, that's the point here, isn't it? So, by the way, if you see Joel out running and he's running a long way further ahead than me, then that's not to do with social distancing. Thank you, Colin Perry, for that suggestion. But let's give time to developing new habits, making time to be with Jesus. That's the way life works. That's the way we were designed. That's his way. It's where we we're going to begin to find rest. I'm going to pray for us in a minute. But first, I want you to listen to this from Song of Songs. This is the Passion Translation, chapter two. See if this resonates with you in terms of where we find ourselves right now. Let your spirit hear it as the call of Jesus to come closer in these days. Will you listen to his voice 
and respond. It's time for us to be stirred, I believe, from our slumber. The season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. I hear the cooing of doves in our land, filling the air with songs to awaken you and guide you forth. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? The early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. The budding vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. The fragrance of their flowers whispers, there's change in the air. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place. For now is the time to arise and come away with me. Do you hear the call of Jesus in our day to be with him, to make space, to make time, to break habits, to go against the grain of the culture, to prioritise what Jesus had to prioritise with, with his father? Let's make time to be with Jesus. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we want to worship you. Lord, we want to thank you that we hear your call in our day. Lord, this call to come away and be with you, to spend time with you. Lord, forgive us where we've got distracted. Lord, where our attention has been grabbed by so many other things. And Lord, we, we want to say, Lord, forgive us. And Lord, help us to develop new habits. Help us to put this right. Help us to prioritise getting away to be with you, making space to walk with you, to talk with you, Lord, to pour out our hearts to you, to be still and know that you are God, to have you speak into our circumstances and have you change the way we think about things and the perspective that we have on the things that are going on around us. Father, help us by your, by your Holy Spirit, I pray, to come to find you in these days, to listen for your voice. Lord, we pray, come be with us. Lord, as we seek you, help us to know what this looks like for each of our lives in the days ahead. Lord, we want to hear your voice in this moment. And we pray, Lord, that your church would arise, that your people would hear the call. Lord, that this nation and the nations of the world will be places where the church has been away, has been with Jesus. And that your power comes and, Lord, that your kingdom comes. Let your kingdom come, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.